back in on Canuck Central, Satyar Shaw with Bick Nazar. Have your say on our 656-50 Dunbar Lumber text inbox. You're listening to the, to Canuck Central. I was going to say People's Show. I almost yeah. read the wrong tag. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't been here for, <laughs> haven't been on that show for How months. did you almost read the People's Show? I mean, show? It, it's not my, it's, there, so there's a tag here. You're listening to the People's Show on your favorite podcatcher and on Sportsnet 650 through the Sportsnet app in our Canuck Central rundown. That's, yeah. I don't know who put that it in. seems though. like a, a Josh problem. That's a, that's yeah. a Josh you know mistake. What? That's on me. I'll change it right <laughs> I mean, now. I totally Ron Bergen did it. Almost Ron Bergen did it. Bergen did Burgundied it? Yeah, almost. There we go. I'm the people show? I'm the people show? <laughs> That's a rough one. Uh, there we go. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we'll have some fun because we're going to get to overrated, underrated. But you, you have fun doing overrated, underrated. It's one of my favorite segments on the station. It's fantastic. And we have Josh and we have Ben on the boards. And let's get to the segment. I actually used to. Like peak season, I turned the alarm off, but I had an alarm set for Wednesdays at five. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. A man of the people. Now it's too oh, hard. I to am the people's show. Yeah, there so. you go. And I am the same. people's show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it looks like the shows are all over the place. I just turned it off. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I don't know where where to go. Uh, we'll start with this one. Brad, hockey in the desert with no fan base. Overrated or underrated? Clearly underrated. What? I mean, they're clearly staying. Doesn't matter. I mean, like. <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's underrated. Uh, we oh. just need sand, not fans. <laughs> no, the the, the no Coyotes fans, working in Arizona is literally Gary Bettman's oasis. Yeah. He's just like starving or thirsty in the desert, sees a hockey rink with a 15,000 fans. There it is. He's been, there it is. It's going to work. He's been crawling towards that <laughs> rink for 35 years. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's overrated. And look, I feel bad for the, like the the Coyotes fans. I know we're kind of mocking. It's like, how many are there? It sucks to have your team ripped away. If, yeah. if, if that's the ultimate conclusion here, it really sucks. But at the same time, what's best for the league is thirty-two thriving franchises. Yes. And limping along with one is holding a lot of the league uh, team's values back. Because because what what influences the next franchise value? A sale. Yes. Like we're gonna see the the, the Senators get sold for a billion. Yes. There's going to be a bunch of owners across this league. I, like, I think we'll see a rash of sales in the NHL across the next five years. Honestly, I think it's a great thing because I think we need richer owners in the NHL. Yeah. No, and, and, I, I, mean, joke, I joked last week, the NHL is kind of a mom-and-pop store. Like, it still in, in is. In relation yes. to the other four leagues, it's kind of a mom-and-pop store. Yeah, there are obviously like you know a, a lot of mega-rich owners, too, yep. and you know, uh, they're ones that have a lot of backing and money. But we're talking about still a lot of people that – their net worth is closely tied to having the rink or mm-hmm. having a, a hockey team as well. And I think once we take that step, then you'll see the bigger investments too in hockey teams. We need some Steve Cohens in the uh, National Hockey League. There you go. I do want to say, like, I, I really don't think any of this Arizona situation, or at least not the vast majority of it, is on the fan base. N- no. no. I mean, it's more of an ownership and situation to me. imagine moving your rink from downtown to surrey then to ubc yeah yeah like th- th- that's kind of yeah. what you've been doing right and even in, if you move it to surrey like in this scenario the majority of the population lives in vancouver right exactly so it's it, yeah it'd be tough uh next would one. it even be ubc i'm not sure where i mean how far is... i feel like people would still go to ubc <laughs> 
<laughs> Have you tried to get to UBC though with traffic? Uh, I know not, it's far. It's I mean, but Canucks game at UBC would be kind of sick. It would be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to go the other way, like Trinity West. Look, my, my point is, you go from being, you know, central, you yeah. go east, and you come back west. It's like yeah. it's all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Trevor, NHL in Quebec City, overrated or underrated? Do you want to say it or should I? Uh, overrated. There we go. <laughs> not, like even even, not even. Not even. No, just <laughs> immediate. We both have the same. No, I mean honestly, any Canadian market not named Vancouver, Toronto, and Montreal is overrated in the NHL. Woo! No, I don't mean this in terms of like overrated because of fan bases. They're yeah. great. Great fan bases, great passion. I wish we had more Canadian teams. From a business concept. It, I mean, Winnipeg is already threatening their fans. Winnipeg. Again, I think we like the idea of Quebec City a lot more for the, for, for the history reasons, yeah. the Canadian connection, all that sort of stuff. But from a business concept point of view. Like, Winnipeg's already threatening their fans. They're going to leave again. That honeymoon did not take very long. They're leaving again. It's going to happen. Like, I, I have more confidence that the Jets are going to relocate than the Coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> he might not be wrong, folks. Come yeah, back to me in about I'd, 10 I'd, years. I'd love to see it, but, like, the Winnipeg situation, alarm bells are ringing. Yeah, and that's not from, like, I wish we had more Canadian teams. I want to have it. But if you look Absolutely. at it just from a strictly business proposition, how the league is trying to grow and what they're looking to do and what they've done kind of tells you everything you need to know. I'd, I'd rather try Saskatoon than, than Quebec City. I would too. But it, you, like, you're going to have the same... The same as problem as Winnipeg. Winnipeg, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the population isn't much bigger. No. Yeah. Uh, this one, Big T, Pod Colson being a bust if he isn't a top six forward. You know what? You know what? I'd say if you're picking a guy in the top ten, if he's not a top four defenseman or a top six forward... Bust is too like bust to me is somebody who can't play. To I'm trying a, not to use the word bust anymore. Yeah, like bust is somebody um, who can't play. Like somebody who you picked and it's like this guy's not gonna play for you at all. But I would say that it's well it's below what you're expecting from the draft slot. Yeah, would it be of what they were envisioning when they drafted him tenth overall? Probably not. Um But is he like a really good third liner? He could be. I mean, there's a lot there I like about him. I do. I like a lot about Mr. Liquid Colson's game. The thing is, is, is then you you then have to be elite in your role. Yes. And if he gets knocked down to the third line, obviously like comparing him to Caulfield and Boldy, all those things, those those conversations will exist. But if he's elite in his third line role, solid checker, all those things, I can live with it. It, it won't live up to its potential, obviously. But just be elite in a role. I, I think that's where I'm at now when it comes to player acquisition and stuff like that. Put you in a spot and be like the best checking winger. Then yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's like you have to win at something. Uh, this one, Keith the Water Guy, overrated, underrated, portable air conditioning units. Depends on when you buy them. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so number one, when you buy part. them. The you second... buy them in uh, December and yeah. hold out hope. And how much output it has? Yeah, like, I think people confuse just having a portable AC unit with like how much space is it going to be able to cool down. You got to do the math on yeah. the BTUs. Exactly. And all that. Like if you I get, worked at Best Buy. you know what's going on. Like if you get like a small one and you think it's going to you know cool down your entire living room, it's probably not going to happen, right? So it comes down to what you're using it for. AC is totally underrated. underrated. Like yeah. when it's hot, like it's completely underrated. But you just got to know what you're getting. Yeah. No, it'll never be as good as central. No, central air, air is where it's at. Yeah. It's You're living a luxurious life if you got that. <laughs> uh, this one from 
Zao, fish tacos. Overrated or underrated? Oh, underrated. Love fish tacos. Grilled or fried beer batter? Oh, beer batter or fried generally. I do like grilled too. Depends how you grill, what type of fish you're grilling. Like I had ahi tuna fish tacos, and you don't want to batter that, for no. instance, right? But I'll say overrated. Hmm. It's. I think it depends on location. Yes, of course. Some places do great fish tacos. But I think because it's become so popular, everyone's like, oh, we got to have fish tacos on the menu. And not enough places do it well. Yeah, it's true. I've had a lot of like average fish tacos. Yeah, yes. and so like, I've stopped ordering it because I, I don't know the consistency well, from the, place to place They take to a place. little, like some cod, deep fried, and throw it onto a it, taco. It, it's not that difficult to make. It shouldn't be that difficult. But it's like fish and chips. Like the fact that you just said like, hey, ahi tuna. Like everyone's trying something different. Yeah. But that was tasty. We, ahi tuna we tasty. Know, we know what the recipe for fish tacos should be. We don't need to overcomplicate it. I also feel like it depends on the environment you're in. Yeah. You're sitting on a patio, hot day. Couple drinks, maybe sure. Elite item, something yes. light. Yeah. But yes. if you're throw a margarita in there too. The winter, I'm not summertime not margaritas. Winter, uh, winter. Like honestly, <laughs> fish, fish tacos, tacos in the winter. winter. Summer, summer slash spring tacos and margaritas is like the elite combination. Yeah, I I think I still prefer uh, chicken or beef though. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. It's a, it's a the question. The question was: vibe. Is it overrated? Underrated? Was yeah, yeah. But I agree. I like steak but tacos. But on the scale of tacos, I would say it's overrated. Yeah. Uh, Justin, Matchbox Twenty, overrated or underrated? I, I don't know. They were they sold out Rogers Arena. So clearly, I think they're underrated. Underrated. I yeah. mean, I would say. I mean, I'm not a big fan. Nor I, can, I, I, I can't but, only like name a couple songs. But, I but guess. we were kind of doing the exercise yesterday. It's like yeah, they got like six true like. Real songs. If if we played them, we'd be like, "All right, this song, this yeah. song, this song." I, I bet you it's it's that because like one thing I was surprised by was they played at Rogers, right? Yeah, and they sold out the show. It was an Orpheum or something Orpheum. like that? Yeah. It was like it was like you know it was a big mm-hmm. venue. Yeah, a lot of I was sold out. Yeah, great, great for them. Uh, J L. Fast and Furious movies overrated or underrated? <sighs> overrated. How uh, how are we still doing this? But. Like I, I think they're so hated on that they have to be underrated. I mean, I've I've I haven't I've barely watched the last three. I've started it, but haven't finished. It I have no idea what's going around. on. That doesn't make any sense. No, I th- honestly the, the the hate's gone too far that it's underrated now. Yeah, it rises up the ranks because everyone hates it. Like what? <laughs> it's not rising up the ranks. It's just it's coming back around. I don't know. I like the I like the craziness I, of what they do. I, I went and watched Guardians uh, on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And I turned to my brother-in-law during the previews and Fast and Furious came on. And I said, you remember when this was about racing? <laughs> Living a quarter mile at a time? Right. The first movie was about racing. <laughs> I think even Tokyo Drift was about racing. It was. was it, not? it was. That one was true to the And strip. now it's like they got cannons coming off of cars. Like, what, what happened in between... Tokyo Drift and Fast 10. As Point Break meets Guardians of the Galaxy. What's going yeah. on here? I, I think it's overrated. I don't know. I, I, haven't, well, I haven't finished the I final I haven't really watched them. Yeah. Think of all the money <laughs> that got dedicated to Fast and Furious's 3 through 10. We couldn't come up with better ideas. We're talking but, about billions of dollars. They could have bought the Arizona Coyotes <laughs> instead and said they had to make seven pointless movies. And they gave all the money to The Rock instead. Yeah. But yeah. they also make a crap ton of money. They do. Which is why they keep making it. At them. the end of the day, they make a lot. I don't know why they get made. It doesn't mean it's Are you reading the text helping from James? the arts. Great text from James. Fast and Furious is the nickelback of movies. <laughs> That's, That's what good. I'm saying. That's In a good. few years, once 
they stop making these movies, people are going to be like, man, those were bad, but they were good. They're bad. Uh, Chef Swagger from Hell's Kitchen. Dude, didn't they fly a Honda Accord into space? That's what I'm saying. It's so absurd that it's like, you know what? Well, you got to give them credit. You don't need the Fast and Furious to do things like that. Just no. Anyways, just watch Apollo 13 again. But that was, that was supposed to go to space. Uh, Leaf holding the door open for people. Underrated. Oh, uh, it's hard to say overrated. Okay, I'd say, I'd say it's, it's underrated generally. Like nobody, like it, somebody slams the door in front of you, like right in your face, it can be awkward. It's overrated when there's a lot of space. Like I don't need you to hold the door for me when I'm like four, thirty feet away. If I have to speed up, yes, to get to the door, then it's, you then don't, it's you don't have to hold. It. Don't hold. It. It's overrated. If I have to run to get the door because now I feel like you know, yeah, like don't inconvenience me. Yes, because you're trying to hold the door yeah. for me. Like I'm walking at my pace. <laughs> That's the only thing I'd say outside of that. Yeah, common courtesy. And also say thank you. Oh, yeah. actually, I'll say that. That's the underrated part of it. No saying thank you with thanks or something. Yeah. Like if, if someone holds the door open for you, say thanks. Someone actually like went out of their way to like say that to me the other day, and it, it registered. I was like, oh, well, thank you for saying thank you. Yes. It, you it, got, it wasn't you got just caught like in a cycle. It, it wasn't even just you. like they walked the other direction. Like, hey, thanks. Yeah. Like eye contact. Thank hey, you. Thank and I was like, you. whoa. Wow. Humanity. <laughs> There's a there are other human beings. Yes. They're not all robots. Uh this one, Glenn in Richmond, overrated or underrated, likely NBA number one pick, Victor Wembanyama. I wanna say underrated, because I want him to be as good as he looks like he could be. I think the fact that he landed with an organization like the Spurs and a good coach, it's underrated. But how many more years with Pop? Is it enough? Just get like three or hey, man. three years, two or three These years. These are the formative years. Right? That's all I care right? about. Right, two or three just, years with Pop. Just usher yeah. him in the right direction. Right. And then suddenly let the natural talent yeah. flourish. I, I can't think of a better organization from the land on with as well stability. And he was happy. Like he, oh, yeah. as a Frenchman with Tony Parker, and you know he lost Tim Duncan Ginobili. and all that. Like he. He, he has a lot of affinity for the Spurs, so he seemed very happy that the Spurs landed the first overall pick, which is a great thing for them in that organization. I want it to be as good as it looks, Bick. Because he would be the game changer the NBA's kind of been waiting for. Like, yeah, we've seen Kevin Durant. We've seen Giannis. Like, this is Giannis well, and Durant the, put together almost. The league is always worried. Like, the NBA probably more so than any other league because individual stars. Yeah. Like, you need a face of the league to take mm-hmm. over. They always want to pass the torch player. Right. Like, think of, like, Magic and Bird, Jordan to Kobe to LeBron. Yeah. And here we are now. Steph is in there. You always need the one pinnacle. Like, Giannis, I think, is really great. Yeah. I don't know if Giannis is a pass the torch kind of He's the guy. Player. Like, is he that or is he, like, Dirk? Yeah. You know what I mean? Wins his title. We're talking about, like, top yeah. 15, top 17 yeah. players of all time. But. I mean, you know one guy you didn't mention was Tim Duncan. Yeah, but. Tim Duncan's like not a star, like he's a like whoa, unbelievable whoa, player. Whoa. No, no, no I, I'm just I'm just talking like gravitas. Gravity, yeah. In terms of like, right? yeah, he's not he's he wasn't the guy. That he was, was a reluctant like, star. He was like he didn't unbelievable player. Yeah, he, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't a guy that was on commercials constantly. Yeah, the guy, you know, but he's a top that. ten player of all time. Of course. Yeah, I mean, but like your skills don't dictate don't necessarily dictate why people are going to pay attention. I think Wembenyama, this whole thing, I think he's going to be a star. I think he's going to be unbelievable, but it's overrated. Woj went on ESPN and said he might be the most highly touted prospect, not just in basketball history, that's, but sports history. Yeah, no, that's crazy. That's nuts. Because 
LeBron's high school game was televised. Dude, LeBron was on the cover of, I mean, people Sports must, Illustrated, well, yeah. And like Slam Mag. You know, yeah. Now I say Slam Magazine as if it means anything, but for a while, Slam oh, Magazine yeah. meant something. When people bought magazines, it was the pinnacle of that. I mean, if Slam had you on the cover as a kid, it was like, man, they found the next one. Yeah. And they had him as a 16-year-old. It's so crazy that he just lived up to the hype. Yeah. Know? And yeah, and surpassed it. He got chosen one tattooed on his back when he was 16 years old. Yeah, I mean, people didn't think he was going to be better than Jordan. Now people are making the case. He's always like, yeah, he could be the next guy, but no one's going to be Jordan. Now people are like, come on, maybe he's even, even making the conversation is yeah. unreal expectations. Like, if he finished top eight, best player of all time, yeah. we'd be like, oh, wow, great job, LeBron. He passed that. I know. It's... We've gotten Incredible. to the we've gotten to the point now, and that's why the Last Dance documentary was was very eye opening for a lot of you know younger sports fans about how big a star Jordan was. You know, people watch it they're like, well, clearly LeBron looks like the better player. What are we talking about here? And it's like to your point about the star that Jordan was. He's he was the most popular sports star of all time. Hit number two is Tiger Woods, Muhammad Ali. Like those are yeah. three. And and the thing that's interesting about Wembenyama to LeBron to Jordan. Jordan didn't have the same TV outreach that LeBron right. would have, and LeBron wouldn't have had the social media outreach that Wembenyama is going to have. Yeah. So it's fine to say that things like that, of like greatest prospect ever, but you have to consider the context of like what era they're in. If LeBron had 03, LeBron had the access of like Instagram, TikTok, yeah, it would have been ridiculous. I also got chosen one tattooed on my back <laughs> when I was 16. <laughs> uh, next one from. Uh, soapy blizzards from Dairy Queen. Underrated. 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 Uh, not a big blizzards dude. Underrated. Are you more of a McFlurry guy? Neither. Okay. No, not, you're see, not. You're not much of a dairy guy. Though, no, right? I'm not a big dairy guy. I do love ice cream though. So I, so I don't love super like rich ice cream. I like more like Sundays or more my jam. Sundays. Yeah, I like Sundays. I almost feel like that's refreshing more ice cream. Sweet to me. Yeah, I guess so. It's, I, it's like I don't like it like overly chocolatey. I like some fruit in it almost or something. Or something a bit more basic, I'd say. I'm pretty boring with ice cream. I love a good blizzard, man, dude. I will crush a blizzard. I, I've driven significantly far out of my way to get a blizzard. There aren't enough. Like, I live close to one, but where I previously lived, there wasn't one close to me. It was sad. There was a lack of dairy. Uh, I'll tell there. this. I think I told this way back when, when we were doing shows from home. But, like, you know when we were like, oh, yeah, hey, yeah. don't go out anywhere, basically? <laughs> I once Uber Eats a blizzard because I was craving it that badly. Was it still like... Did it like work out? Oh, yeah. Like, I paid an excessive amount of money for it. It was stupid. But I was craving a blizzard, and I got a blizzard. Hot summer day. 7-Eleven Slurpee. No, see, this is the thing. Uh, see, Slur I, I find oh. Slurpees to make you more thirsty afterwards because they're so a sweet. A good Slurpee, you never go on a hot summer day. What? Whoa, what? Because everyone goes. Because, like, a blizzard, your consistency to blizzard to blizzard is going to be good. Oh, you mean like the machine is yes. going to be like... Yes, but, water right what, at the but end when you go day. and everyone goes, you don't know what's, what level of Slurpee you're going to get. Right. So the best days to go, on a, to go get a Slurpee is 18 degrees and less. Hmm. So I went today. on the weekend when it was... No, today's warm. Today's like 27. Oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. I haven't been outside in a while. 18. I've been working. Fair enough. Uh, I went on the weekend. It was weekend. like 20 degrees when I woke up. Mike and Willoughby. How long you been in studio? Mike and Willoughby. Bick Blizzard. <laughs> nice one. Uh, overrated or underrated? Wouldn't it be Blizzard Nazar? Blizzard Nazar. This one, Glenn and Richmond, celebrity co-owners. Overrated or underrated? Oh, overrated. They don't do anything. They're just faces. 
right? I mean, as much as everyone's like, oh, they're upset Ryan Reynolds, like, how much of a stake would he have in the organization? Yeah. It was like, remember when, like, J-Lo and all those, and, and who else was it? Mark the, Anthony. Mark Anthony bought yeah. the uh, Dolphins. They owned, like, less than a percent, and they were all out of it within, like, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Same with Jay-Z and the Nets. Yeah, they're all gone within a year. Like, they don't stick. If one of them stuck and did something with it, then I'd say, yeah. I, I don't know. I still think it's it's cool. It's like cool. Like, if the Canucks were for sale and Ryan Reynolds was involved, I'd be like, man, this is, this is neat. Yeah, but then he'd be gone in, like, a year and a half. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> How much do you think Ryan Reynolds has influenced the sale cost on the Senators? Oh, was like, inside job? Think, to get the value no, up? No, I, I wouldn't. Oh, maybe. But, like, I honestly wonder how much it would have been worth before he showed up and after. Like, did the perception of him being involved inflate the price? Well, it got more attention to it. Yeah. Right. And so to suddenly be like, you know, Ryan Reynolds, business-wise, has done a lot of fantastic things. Did the fact that someone like him wanted to get involved do you hire a realtor to sell a hockey team (laughs) and did a realtor hire ryan reynolds for like advertisement how deep does this go (laughs) i'm just saying like if i told you five months ago the senators were going to sell for a billion dollars would you have said yeah like yeah that makes sense Uh, but how how long ago five six months ago i'd probably say no i'd probably like 700 800 million i didn't think a billion i do we think Ryan Reynolds influenced it to go up to a million? I don't think. I, that's why I'm asking. How so, much do we think it? it I don't think he influenced it, but I think the attention he brought, and it became like a, it became like a talk show topic, yeah. right? It yeah, became like a Entertainment Tonight topic, and believe it or not, people consume more entertainment news than they consume sports news. I know for sports fans that might be hard to understand, but like the ET, like it's insane how many people watch like the, the stuff, right? I'll tell you a story right now. Earlier today, right. while we were doing the show, <laughs> one of the TVs was on ET. Right. And both, I could tell Sat and I were both distracted. The TV's on mute. Yes. But I could tell we were getting distracted by ET. They have all these dramatic captions. And I had to get up and change the channel during Woodley <laughs> to just put it on. We're watching 1970s football, but neither of us has, have looked at the TV since then. No. But it was like, Kevin Federline, Britney Spears. And I was like, what's happening? <laughs> the graphics were so enticing. Yeah. We like we think sports is big. Go look at entertainment and news. Yes. It is massive. So I wouldn't say, you know, Ryan Reynolds in and of himself, but I think the attention the Ottawa Sanders sale got globally because of Ryan Reynolds could have increased the sale. It could have got more people involved or intrigued and brought the price But do you think that's worth up. like $50 million, $75 million? I mean, maybe $100 million. I think over or under yeah, it's like $75 million. That's probably where I would put it. Right? That's crazy. It's insane. But it shows you the, the power of publicity. So it's probably underrated. Yeah, celebs. I'd say so. There you go. Yeah, looped back around. That's what I'm telling you. Backdoor cover for underrated. Yeah, there you go. Backdoor cover. Uh, <laughs> as much as Ryan Reynolds is, an, is a national treasure and a local icon, it would be more iconic if you tried bringing an NBA team back to Vancouver. Well, exactly. Something that you can. I mean, the thing is, though, that's just not going to happen. You know, the amount what of money. Shoot down our dreams, Sat. I'm not trying to shoot down your dreams. I'm just trying to say, like, who. Okay, which rich billionaire is willing to spend three billion to four, maybe five billion, to bring a team to Vancouver? Nobody, nobody. Like, especially but, if you want local ownership too. Yeah, it's not going to be local ownership. But I assume a billionaire is willing to spend that much money to bring a team somewhere. Right, but Vancouver. I don't know. There's Ultimately, just too many cities ahead of Vancouver right now. I think for the NBA. Well, yeah. and the thing yeah. the thing that actually complicates it, your best is to your best hope is actually maybe somebody not from this continent. That would want to do that, 
mm-hmm. that becomes a geopolitical thing now almost and so many of the other things kind of going on with it that I think that's kind of been the best hope for Vancouver. It's been that, you know, is it a situation where there is somebody from Asia or somebody else who wants to buy a team and would be willing to do it in Vancouver? Because I think a lot of North American billionaires, they just kind of want to go to the American cities. Yeah. Well, the NBA in Asia is just it blown up. Yeah, it's, Especially it's in the last wild. 20 years. Mm-hmm. And you, you saw what Lynn Sanity did too. Like yeah. Just, and Kobe Bryant was an icon over there. Yeah. So maybe. You know what the next thing I'm wondering about when it comes to sports ownership? How many companies are going to start buying teams? Like an Apple. Well, not only those companies, I wonder if they get into it at all. I mean, Apple might just get into I think what Apple might end up doing is buying MLS. Man, you just jumped a step. No, I mean, that's kind of what I, I mean. They have enough money. To they do. Buy that's a the league. like. Why not build the whole plane out of the black box? And be like, why buy a team when you can buy the whole league? Yeah. Why not buy the, well, make the whole plane out of the black box? I think that's what I'm looking at. You never heard that phrase before? No, I have. So, <laughs> so I think what they're looking at is they want to use their platforms, right? Yeah. And buying rights, sure. You're not getting that mm-hmm. far ahead just buying rights. But if you control the rights, you control the products, you control the entity. You control the means of production. <laughs> you control the people. Um, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I do want to say, like, the Apple TV broadcast for – I've only watched the baseball games, but I've heard the MLS ones are, are the same. Like, the quality of it is great. Well, I mean, I would hope so. It's Apple. Yeah. If these guys can't put a good broadcast together, I think we're all screwed. I know. But, uh, like, they're nailing it first year yeah. or first or second year or whatever. I'm not surprised. Got another uh, t- uh, moment for text? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jeff and East Hill saying, uh, why couldn't there be a, a few local billionaires kicking around to yeah. put the money together? Egos, man. <laughs> it's like you, you got to worry about, okay. okay, who's got control of what? Like, what? what's the vested interest? How much are you putting in? How much do I get control of? The, the last so time yeah. two local billionaires were trying to buy the team, it created a feud, a blood feud, essentially. That goes on to this day. <laughs> and one guy owns the Stars and one guy owns the Canucks. That was the last time it's, two it's, local billionaires were trying to buy a team principle. together. <laughs> just like if you have siblings, yeah. just like how well do you all get along in moments of like, hey, I want to decide this. And I have it decide contr- this. Well, yeah, and control, you know, and a lot of it is like ego play too and everything. And I mean, somebody texted in Jim Patterson, for instance. I mean, I'm not going to speak. I don't I don't even know Jim Patterson, but I mean, he's, he's got a lot of money. He's been here for a lot, a long time and has never shown a real interest in bringing an NBA team here right or getting involved in the sports scene yeah right? it's not like, real, that's not his thing that's what's so funny about the sports world it's like not only do you need a lot of money somebody has to care about it yes someone has to be passionate about the idea of having a sports team and the thing is like it's now it's become an actual investment because if you buy an nhl team your investments is it will grow like it, the yeah. value is going to grow like you're going to it's going to appreciate so it's becoming like there's like a reason a, also why people are trying to buy sports teams right yes now. They're, they're trying to buy from that from that point of view and everything but if you're getting to a point where you have to spend that much money so you're gonna spend three to four billion to maybe it's worth five billion in a few years the level of rich is something else but also you got to really want want an nba team you got to really want the sports team. you have to have a it has to be somewhat of a vanity play involved something otherwise like why are you getting involved to that degree on a risk just to make some money when you've already found other ways to make money successfully i think bill simmons uh comped this and it's always been a, a great comp Owning a sports team is like having one of 32 beach houses. Yeah. There's only so many. And like one house is really nice and one house not so much, but you're on the beach and everyone wants to go come hang out at the beach. Yes. And when the, like the vanity part of this is owners, when they hang out in their worlds, like people get like they ask them, hey, you own this team. That that leads into the vanity part of it. Yes. And it, it, it 
sports traditionally has not been a profitable endeavor. But here recently, in the last 15, 20 years, I think everyone's realizing, hey, these are assets that are going to grow. And right now, for a lot of people that probably bought their teams for a couple hundred million, yeah. that can sell them upwards of a billion. For a lot of people, it's like, okay, now is the time it's to, to sell on this. How many other avenues am I going to make 800 plus million dollars? That's why I think we'll see a rash of sales yeah, I think here so in too. the NHL. And yeah. we, we've already seen some in the, in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're coming for the NHL soon. All right. Well, I think that's the end of the segment. We went long, as always, on Overrated, Underrated. A lot of fun. Uh, it's Satyar Shaw with Bick Nazar, Bick in for Dan Riccio today. Dan, we'll be back tomorrow, but that's our edition of Overrated, Underrated. We have more coming up on the show, and that's next right here on Canuck Central.